you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Shepard, what's going on? Shepard's blocking our escape. He's with Cerberus. Put away the weapon. You don't want this to get ugly. Trust me, that bastard has it coming. Yeah, that bastard is one of the last human leaders in Citadel space, Commander. Would I do this if I weren't dead certain, Caden? Would I? Bodina's behind this attack. The Salarian Counselor confirmed it. Please, you have no proof. You'll never do. There are Cerberus soldiers in the elevator shaft behind us. If you open that door, they'll kill you all. We've mistrusted Shepard before, and it did not help us. We don't have time to debate this. We're dead if we stay out here. I'm overriding the lock. Shepard, look at us. This can't end well. Just put it down. Damn it, Kate. Hello, and welcome to Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, where we're discussing our experiences playing through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm joined by Chip Locke. Howdy, Space Cowboys. And Corey Kurabara Treadway. Greetings from space. And this is episode number 52. And when we left off last time, Shepard had a bad dream as Shepard seems to be doing a lot in this game. And he woke up and he like washed some water to his face. And then Liara came in and said, we have an urgent message. And let's, let's pick up from that cliffhanger here. So uh, it turns out the urgent message is from uh, counselor was it Valoran, who's the Solarian yeah. counselor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, I think I, was, I always think it's the dial test. I think it is counselor Valoran. I don't know why they, they look the same to me. Maybe they are oh, that's, the same. That's, that's racist. I know it's very. I, I get very <laughs> confused. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. my Solarians. I don't mean to be racist. No, I actually had the same thing there. I got very yeah. Yeah, I was like, wait, I just like didn't I just deal with the Dalatras in the you know with the whole like are you gonna I think it's know, the, sabotage the mission thing and now they're like oh no now I need your help with something else I'm like this that seemed a little weird. Yeah, I think it's the outfit actually, unless like the Dalatras and Valor are different different Solarians, right, Chip? I'm not just mistaking that. No, you're correct. You're correct. Yeah, the Dalatras okay. is like the Solarian, like, like prime minister, maybe. Okay, would be a way to think about. It. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I think it, I have a problem with them is just because like their their outfits look very similar. I guess it's just yes. the ranks. I, so I guess because I think it'd be like getting like the Pope and a Cardinal mixed up, or, or like probably. you know like you know because they've got you know very ornate outfits that are fairly similar in style right. like you don't know like i'm sure like if you're immersed in solarian culture you could be like oh no well that stripe on the head means this you know they outrank this other guy or whatever and sure yeah yeah but no i i made the same mistake I, yeah that i thought i thought this was the dalatras again and it's not um but yeah so the solarian counselor's like hey i've got info on some problems going down within the council and I need to talk to you, but I can't tell you what's going on here because people might be listening. Not a secure so, channel. Yeah. So come to the Citadel and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll hash things out. And so, I don't know, I actually took my time getting to the Citadel. I went around, I did some other missions. We'll get to those missions at some other time. Um, 
but th- and then I w- finally went to the Citadel. I was like, oh, I should have come here first because this was this seems very important. <laughs> yeah, I also tried to get as many missions done because I thought I, I misremembered and thought after this you couldn't come back to the Citadel. That's actually a later mission you do that makes you not be able to go to the Citadel. And I'm like, I find all these planets. Why can't I find them? Go look at the wiki. You must complete this mission. This uh, mission that you're waiting yeah. to do. Otherwise, this planet does not become available. I'm like, ah, fine. Go do the mission. It's well, it's tricky because the game, like Mass Effect Two, does this a little bit with the Reaper IFF, but this game really like gates things. It gates some things behind main story missions, but then other things just like disappear. And one thing I really wish that they did, and I think later games uh, like that have come out in the intervening decade, oof, uh, have done this better, is is say like, hey, if you do this, like you're gonna lose access to X Y Z. In particular, two of the missions that I know that I did um, after doing Tuchanka, but before coming to the Citadel, was to get the uh, the wet works for Barlavan, mm-hmm. and also, um, oh no, actually, I didn't try to go to Benning. That was the problem. I couldn't. I, n- I did not try to go to Benning, but uh, yeah, but uh, so so you know, and and I, I we talked about those missions before because very specifically, like those missions, like Barlavan, Barlavan is not on the Citadel after what happens here. Yeah, and what- he checked out and he's gone. I mean, with good and- reason. I think there's yeah. like a smoking hole where he was standing, if I if I recall. <laughs> like it's not good. Yeah, there are a lot of smoking holes on the Citadel at this point. Right. But, uh, also, like for like for me, I uh before this mission, I actually did the Omega DLC early. And there are two missions that are stuck in my logbook I can't complete because I finished the, the everything in the mission. I didn't realize these are like I looked everywhere, but didn't find the items for the missions. And now that I've completed the DLC, I can't go back there to go complete the mission. So it's just stuck in there saying, hey, you have these Omega DLCs, these I hate missions that. you need to finish. Yeah. I'm just sitting there. I got 100% oh. readiness, but. Oh, the two, the the random missions on Omega? Yeah, yeah. I missed yeah. them. I, yeah. They're just stuck there, just taunting me that I didn't finish them. There's one in Omega. We'll, we'll talk about this more Omega too. But yeah, there was one where I had to like basically just burn an hour and a half of playtime to go back and do it because anyway yeah um i didn't want to do that so it's fair it's I, I don't blame you but i i don't like this the way they do the missions because like they you have to be close before it tracks it and other times it just tells you the beginning of it not where you're currently at if you've gotten the item or anything this but i did yeah yeah this game was a harbinger of um harbinger uh of a little bit of what we saw much more in andromeda which is like this game's kind of buggy um mostly in mostly in places like the mission so there's there's design things where it's like you can't do can't go talk to barlavon because you know i don't know if he's dead or he fled i i think he fled he fled yeah I mean, okay you, you, i mean you figure he fled if you talk to him I'm assuming that he just didn't stick around and be right. like, oh, well, you know, I, I need to wait here while, the, you know, the, the Citadel is burning because well, Shepard's supposed to come back for the, the Shadow Broker. Like, I, yeah. I think he was, he was yeah. going to. Well, I will tell you, anyway. he, he does apparently come back for at least some arcade action in the Citadel DLC. Oh, that's He's right. got some of the top scars, so yeah. <laughs> he's still alive getting arcades points. That's fair. That's fair. But, but I mean, like, but, yeah, there's a lot of quests and stuff uh, in the game that are just like. Even when they're no longer completable, they just sit in your quest log, like m- mocking you. Yeah, but that's that goes back to the first game, though. I mean, they, they, they've always had that problem that, they, that is they, true. They, there are some quests that you can't complete, and they just wind up sitting there. And like, 
I know. I mean, it was buggy, uh, but like on my yeah. my original playthrough, uh, you know, the stuff with Conrad Werner in the first game, um, you know, I he disappeared for me, and I had that just sitting in, you know, go trigger new Conrad Werner on the oh yeah in the Citadel, and that that sat in that quest log, you know, forever all the way through yeah, all, you know, taking out uh, uh, Saren and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, I did learn something that I didn't realize. I don't know if they told me this when I was playing in the tutorial. But I didn't realize there's a map function that tells you exactly where people are for missions in the area you're in. Yes. I learned that yeah. on my second to last mission to complete. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, it's really nice, actually. Yeah, yes. I, I pressed the map button by accident. It's like, person's name for the mission you're looking for. I'm like, oh, they're over here. Oh, yep. my God. I wasted so many hours looking for people. <laughs> it it well, took that's... them three games, but they finally made a good map system. Yeah. Well, it's it, it still, it could use a little bit of work, though, because, like, I was doing that on the Citadel where I had a bunch of, the, you know, quests to turn in that I'd collected. And, uh, like, it just tells me, like, here's, you know, it just shows you somebody's name on the map. And, you, like, hopefully the journal says, go talk to somebody. Because it might, it, it might say, like, go talk to a specific person and you can yeah. match their name. Sometimes it's like, go find that Asari that you overheard asking for, you know, whatever relic to be found. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, you know, they even have a name. Are they on the map? I don't know. Yeah. But, I just like I you know and I don't know I think um wow really I think changed quest design in games a lot with the and I don't know if wow was first to do this I'm saying this now I bet it's not true but you know with the exclamation points and being able oh, yeah. to see like like and, and this game almost gets there for you but it's it's like frustratingly just a little bit Obtuse. far away from it uh, and the quest text is garbage in this game like it's just so often, I think Nick, you mentioned this like maybe an episode or two ago. You'll get a quest, and it'll you'll be like five steps ahead of the step it's telling you to do, and they just don't like. They don't do the same thing of just having vague quest text the whole time. They're like, "Oh, go talk to so and so," and you like talk to him like four steps ago, and it doesn't it doesn't update. No, it doesn't. Well, I mean, no, and and I I mean part of that I don't know if it's just. Like they expect, like oh, like in an old school way. Like I remember, like playing, like uh, was it uh, uh, like uh, a dungeon warrior mm -hmm. or whatever. Like you know, and my brother would be writing down everything we were doing as I'm playing through, and then like at some point we'd switch, and he'd be playing, and I'd be writing down everything, like trying to keep track. And obviously, this is like in, like the days before the internet, and then right. you had like game facts, and even now there, are, you know, the sites, have various wikis and whatnot that you can go through, and we've been, you know, sharing links to one wiki or whatever as far as the the recommended quest order and stuff. Um, you know, so so you can supplement your your experience that way. You know, and you had what the old prima guides for various oh, games yeah. and whatnot. And yeah. So there's you know there's sort of a culture that exists around that. You know, yeah. and even even WoW, you talk about like some of the quest changes with WoW. Um, you know, you you look at how it was originally, and then people started making add-ons, so you could see like yep. okay, like over here, and then eventually the add-ons were so you know basically mandatory for questing that. Blizzard just integrated them into the game. And now, you know, you go back and you play classic and you play, That's true. you play, you know, the, the retail. I mean, I mean, even then they're still iterating on yeah. retail. I mean, it's yeah. now it doesn't just tell you where your quest objective is, but it has a little arrow to let you know, like, is it at a higher elevation or is it at a lower yeah. elevation? So you can, did cause they, I mean, that was, a, that, that was a problem too. Like you get uh, somewhere and you'd be like, I'm here and I don't see anything. Did they copy that like, oh. from 14 or was it the other way around? Because fourteen also like Final Fantasy fourteen got that feature in the last like couple I mean, of years. It's, 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 I th I'm gonna say I think Wes had it slightly longer, but it yeah. 
Um, but it, it's what it's one of those things. It's it's. I mean, to say they copied it, it's like an, a natural oh, yeah. iteration oh, because I mean they they had they had one expansion in particular where there was just a lot of verticality and like yep. people yeah. got. It's a good thing to copy. Yeah. who copied it. It's a good thing to implement. Oh yeah, this is no shade or anything. It's I I, I mean I think you know copying good features like this is why I bring up the WoW thing is like the it does it feels like Mass Effect Three is between like it's got a good map that like. NPCs pop up when it's time to turn things into them, and so like you can, you can go to the Citadel and you can scan through all the floor maps and basically like, oh, that's a new name, that's a new name, that's a new name, and like anytime you yeah. see something, it's like, oh, that's an interactable person I should go to, but they don't, yeah. they don't just do the dang thing and and put icons over people or or have you know good quest text or whatever. So it's it's or even sometimes even know that you have the item is have the item turned in is my thing. Sometimes yeah. I'm like. I walk over to you. Do I have the item yet? Oh, I do. Cool. Don't know yeah. when I well, got that. <laughs> I, there was there was one quest which we'll get to um, that you were actually talking about in like uh, in in the the show Discord Kura, and and I was like, oh, I didn't realize like that was a thing. I, and you might know what, I, what I'm referencing, but I went to the Citadel and I found the person you're supposed to turn it into, and they're like, oh, hey, you found this for me, and like I got to hear a recording of someone, and we'll get to this when we get oh, to yeah. it. Oh yeah, and. I was like, I didn't even realize, like, I found this, like, I didn't realize I found the person and got the record, like, I didn't know I had done that until I found the quest giver, <laughs> or the, not even the quest giver, because it's just, you find this thing, and it's right. like, oh, no, this goes to this person, it's very straightforward, but I didn't even realize I'd done that until I found the person, I was like, oh, hey, I just happen to have this. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was a little bit, a little bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, is, we've got on a large tangent. We, yeah. <laughs> yes. One more apropos of nothing. I just want to mention this game anytime I can. Tunic is a great throwback game if you want to like, oh, like go hand draw maps and stuff. I mean, it's it's amazing for that. Um, yeah, but I and like it evokes the way they that did really it. well. I'll, I'll call my brother up. I'll see if he can come over. And we can play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Actually, that that actually game that Tunic would probably would be a great game for you and your brother to play. It's a very very implement of that. He he lives thousands of miles away, so it's I don't not- care. <laughs> stream it, man. A, it, stream I think, I think they can stream it. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's uh, on, uh, ga- it's uh, on he, Game Pass. He, he he hasn't really played anything since like the GameCube Cube era. So oh, GameCube, GameCube, <laughs> yeah, GameCube, yeah. And since I can't talk, let let's go ahead and hear somebody <laughs> else talk. Who is actually going to be me? Uh, let's hear somebody else talk about what's going to happen on uh, this mission here, where uh, we show up to see what's going down on the Citadel. The Solarian Counselor messages Shepard to say that he suspects corruption in the Council, but can't explain until meeting with Shepard on the Citadel. Shepard heads to the Citadel, but Joker is unable to reach them by radio. Thane reaches out and informs Shepard that Cerberus has attacked the Citadel, taking over control from CSEC. Shepard takes the shuttle to CSEC headquarters and drops into a firefight. After clearing the way into CSEC, Shepard finds an injured Commander Bailey. Bailey fixes the communications, and they figure out that Counselor Udina is behind this. Shepard and Squad fight their way to a cafeteria, where they find a ninja assassin about to kill the Solarian Counselor. Shepard stands off with the assassin until Thane interrupts and fights the assassin himself. The ninja assassin stabs Thane with a sword and flees. Shepard calls for a medic and pursues the assassin in a C-Sec shuttle. The assassin jumps onto Shepard's shuttle and stabs the engine, causing it to crash. Shepard fights through Cerberus forces on the Presidium, arriving at an elevator. Shepard rides the elevator in the shaft, fighting Cerberus and stopping the other cars until they catch up to the Council's elevator car. The Council flees the elevator only to find their escape shuttle disabled. 
Shepard arrives and stands off with the Vermeer survivor as Udina claims Shepard has no proof of his corruption, and it is really Shepard who is allied with Cerberus. Once Shepard contends with the Vermeer survivor, Udina pulls a gun on the Asari counselor and is subsequently shot. Bailey arrives to explain that the assassin and Cerberus have all fled. Shepard heads to the hospital where Thane and his son pray one last time, and Thane passes away. Meanwhile, the assassin, Kai Lang, reports to the elusive man that the coup failed and Udina is dead. He promises to defeat Shepard next time, but the elusive man is doubtful. So I'll admit, I had to watch, because I, I recorded my playthrough when I, I went through here, and I had to rewatch the beginning part. Or not so much the beginning part, but there, there's the part where you get Bailey and like he's on the computer and you all like Shepard puts together like, oh, this is Udina. Because I'm like, I just felt like there was like a jump. It's like Cerberus is attacking and then Shepard out of nowhere is just like, and it's Udina. And we're like, okay, let's all go after Udina. And like, I actually had to follow the whole, oh, no, no. Like there's the, the there's a thing with the executor and Counselor Valorne was going with the executor. And then, well, Shepard's like, wait, but Counselor Valorne was telling me that there was something going on. And then they're like, okay, like, you know, like they, they finally piece it all together. Like, oh no, like you, Udina, like Udina was coming under heat. And then they had, he had Cerber Cerberus come in and then like, they put their coup plan into motion. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that, yeah, that part of it, I was a little bit confused by, but ultimately I was, it, it doesn't matter whether I understood it or not. This is just a, uh, Udina's a dick and I, yeah. I have like the biggest Mia culpa. <laughs> I have to sit there and eat crow because what was it? It was like episode two or three. It was very early. Yeah. It was very early in the show. And we're talking about, because I think it was like when you first meet Udina and you guys are like, oh, Udina's terrible and he sucks. I'm like just hear me out here. Maybe he's not a bad guy. You know, he's just, he's just got his own unique viewpoint on the world. And yeah, he's an asshole, but he's like a bureaucratic asshole. Mm -hmm. And he's, you know, he has value. No, no, he is an asshole. He's a bad guy. He sucks. I, yeah. I, I, I should, I should, I mean, I should never have said that. I didn't know well, any better, but you know, it, it, it's, well, one like, of those it's like, like you, this, you know, it's validation you. for us for her. Mm -hmm. Like, cause like, it's like, why do you always choose Anderson? I'm like, cause Udina is like, yes, he's a politician, but he's a trash politician. Who will throw you under the bus and throw his nation under the bus? So, fuck that guy. Well, it's not even that he's a trash politician. The, well, the, the problem there's really two problems. One is that, well, he's good. He's a good politician. Is like in politicians, he's just a trash person. I guess no, is what I'm saying. No, I'm 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 not saying that you 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 have every right to choose Anderson. I mean, Anderson, I feel like is the right choice in that situation. The problem is that the narrative needs Udina to be the counselor for this whole coup plot to happen and it so it, it's almost kind of like yeah might as well just choose udina because at least this way it makes more sense when it happens here i mean you know we get why anderson you know has stepped down because he's not really into the politics and sure, he, yeah. anderson is much you know seems to be served much better by leading the resistance on earth um although i guess udina's in a well he was in a cushier position not anymore <laughs> well <laughs> oh no no udina's in a very cushy position right now just a six feet under cushy position mm -hmm. yeah or maybe a trash bag in a, in a trash factory. I assume they just threw him somewhere and let the keepers dispose of the body. They do. They do do that. Yeah. I would. I would. I would think what in, in like in space. Why would, why would you just shoot him off into like let him just float float in the cosmos? Yeah. 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 Put him in a nice little capsule and. So I don't. I actually don't know. This. I just had this thought. Like I. I how. Does like what is the standard procedure for disposing of traitors? Right. Like because. 
You certainly don't get like an you know, honorable burial. I want to say like they don't they just like just dump them at sea, which I guess would be the space equivalent of you just space like, them. Yeah, yeah, space them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I think. I um, think. that yeah. I mean, that sounds well. I'm, yeah, I was thinking more in like a land war, but yeah, I guess at sea would probably be more apt in this case anyway because you're floating in space. Or I, or I guess maybe if, if if you know you're really landlocked, probably just like an unmarked grave. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I mean to 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 defend your point of view, Nick. Like, first of all, you didn't know this. I didn't like Udina no. from the jump. Like, even before I played this game, I was like, Ugh, this guy sucks because he's just he's a prick. Like, he's rude and mm-hmm. and you know. Uh, and so I like that that differing that we had the differing opinion. But this is I feel like it's an even better heel turn for you. <laughs> <laughs> because you were like, I, you know, give him a chance. Yeah, he's a jerk, but he's he's got a hard job. Blah, blah. And it's like, no, he did he did a coup. Well, it, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, yes, he's a prick and an asshole. But like, I'm assuming like he has a reason for being in a prick and an asshole. And I also assume like he has a limit to the, how much of a prick and an All asshole. Right. Well, <laughs> that, like, oh, you know, he's not going to, you know, try to take out the rest of the council and call Cerberus in. And then, you know, when Shepard shows up, he's gonna be like, Shepard, you're still with Cerberus. You're doing all this. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> he, he, I, I have to I have to give him I have to give the voice actor credit. I mean, the way that he plays him. I mean, it's, it, it, you know. You, I mean, you want to punch the guy, and even then, like he does get his just desserts in the first game when you can have Anderson straight up punch him. But like this is, yeah, this is a whole new level of like, dude, like really, you 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 brought in Cerberus to take over the Citadel, like you couldn't. And I, I, I no, you see, I'm still even then, I'm still trying to justify, like, well, he was doing it because then this way, like, if he was in charge of the council, like he could make sure Earth had the like, no, no, yeah. like you're just you're 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 not you're not doing this right. No, I mean it was, a, got it, it was a power grab, you know. And this yeah. this is also a mission that for me playing it again in 2022 hit pretty differently. I was like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does, especially because we, we yeah have our own experiences at all. Really, well, like, curious, like 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 how did this coup actually uh, was implemented? Like when? How did they get into the station? Like how did they attack? Like I might have missed this part. Like. Did they just show up, tons of Cerberus ships, or they're just hidden out there, had them ready to go for just a jump? Like, how did so many Cerberus get to the station and the arms get closed? Nothing happened. Like, I think, um, so I think, like, normally the Citadel is going to have good naval defenses, for lack of a better, I guess we'll just, I'll just say naval, um, right? Like, you would have like I think it's in the first game when you first get to the Citadel, you see the uh, let's call it the Destiny Ascension, I believe, uh, the really biggest heart. Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah, Destiny Ascension, that's correct. Um, but obviously with the Reaper War, like you, you probably have kind of a skeleton crew defending the Citadel because the Citadel is is in good shape. Like the relays to it somehow have not been taken over. I don't really understand that. Um, like I'm sort of surprised the Reapers haven't showed up. So maybe. But maybe that's the. I don't know though. Like you would think there would be more defense around the Citadel. Yeah, I think there'd be a lot more things pulled back. But since everybody's home planets are being attacked, right. so I also don't understand why the Council is still on the freaking Citadel. Like, y- where else are they going to go? I don't a secure remote location that's like I think not that, that known is the to Citadel many people. At this point, I guess, man. I guess I just it just seems like such a, a prime target. Like I well, sort of. I've never really thought about this before, but like, why didn't the Reapers like mass like what devastate the Citadel? Like, what are they doing? 
Well, I think the thing well, is, I mean, the Citadel in the first game, it's a prime target because that's their entry point. Mm-hmm. Like they come in through the Citadel, so they're there. They might as well take control of it, and then from there they can go wiping everything out. But here, like, at this point now, they're just, I, th- I think they're just kind of on, like, we're in the galaxy, we're spread out. We've already moved into, like, phase two, and the fact that we haven't hit the Citadel, well, we'll hit the Citadel in time. Like, but again, they, they're, not, actually, they're not moving with any sense of urgency. They'll, they'll get there. But, I mean, like, they, yeah, they, they don't seem to care because, especially when we think about the last missions of the game, they can do whatever the fuck they want. I mean, I guess I don't know. It just seems like from an efficient war, like from efficient war fighting perspective, you want to destroy your opponent's capital. Like if you can do that and the Citadel is effectively like the galactic capital, you're going to destroy the government. Uh, So there will be no. I guess I think the economy. That's their normal normal MO. That's their normal MO. Actually, they usually start out by coming out of the Citadel and wiping out everything from starting there. And moving towards everybody else, right? Since the keepers knocked that part out, they decided to come from outside and move in. Yeah. So I guess I guess it's just they didn't, they couldn't exactly get to it originally, but I have, yeah, they, they wanted a challenge. They're like, oh, you know, what? instead of doing this top down where we, you know, take out the the head and then we can, you know, hit everything, we'll just come and you know come bottom up. So they're and, doing you know, like it'll be, it'll be a it, you know, so it's, it's a harder playthrough. It's like but, it's like you know. doing a randomizer. It's like doing a link to the past randomizer or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They could. They could. Okay. Because they have control of the of the of the, the uh, Mass Effect network, so they could basically do whatever they want. But they don't. They do hit things in like a weird order. Yeah. Like they're attacking. They attack the Volus and Elcor home planets before some of the other ones. So. I guess like the Asari gets hit gets gets hits kind of last. I guess they don't want to destroy the Citadel because if they want to repeat the cycle, the Citadel is a key part of that. Yeah. So maybe that's it. Well, I think too, there's something sort of like poetic about how, like, oh, like you found out our plan to come in through the Citadel and you stop that. Well, now your last stand is going to be on the Citadel after yeah. we wipe out everywhere else yeah. and. You know, and then it's okay. like, okay, okay, you know. Okay. I mean, and the other thing, too, I guess, is that because they came in, you know, they actually, like, basically, like, walked to the galaxy as opposed to coming in through the mm-hmm. the one relay. Um, at that point, like, yeah, like, they don't have to be, you know, you, you know, they don't have to sort of, like, you know, take out the city. Although, you're right, they could have sent, like, one or two Reapers right. to be like, yeah, let's just go, let's just, you know. Like, what what else are they doing that's so important, but... I have to assume like they're they're sending you know they're they're focusing on Earth like Shepard has to be enough of a thorn in their side that they're probably still pissed that he you know he or she is still running around yeah uh, you know yeah that's fair yeah. stuff yeah and they're still they're still trying to get Tachanka but they got their lost their Reaper forces there they're still a little pissed out there and having difficulty taking Pat Favik because the apparently Turians are pretty good with with the, with the Krogan now helping them yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, it's fine. It's not like, it, this isn't some like, sort of game-shattering revelation I'm having. I just find it odd, but it's whatever. Um, I I assume that Cerberus does their, I, I assume that they had people on the inside who like, mm-hmm. got into CSEC, and I think they even yes. say this in the quest. Like, they got into yeah. CSEC, well, they disabled they a bunch of, like, there, yeah. Th- there's one part where you find a, a CSEC corpse and the guy was shot in the back of the head mm-hmm. and i i brought garris with me so you know like garris was entertaining on this because obviously he has, you know he has strong connections to c and the citadel but 
you know, like he and Shepard are talking and they point out like, you know, like this wasn't like an execution kind of thing. This was a like they popped him in the back of the head out of nowhere kind of thing. Like he right. didn't know there, there would be fire coming from that way. And then you also find a data pad that talks about all these Talon guns being smuggled in. And so, you know, and there's also, I think, another thing about like certain undesirables being uh, I think like Bailey has a list uh, where we find out his full name is Armando Owen Bailey. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's got like a list of things. And one of the things he talks about is that like there's been an increase in the number of undesirables getting onto the Citadel. And so the implication is like Cerberus was making the moves for this for a while, mm-hmm. getting their weapons on there, getting their guys on there. And then even then, once they take out CSEC. At that point, if they had like a, a you know a ship that they needed to land and actually get like the actual armored troops in, um, you know they'd be able to do that. Yeah, I did. I do like the little news report you hear on there. It's like, where's CSEC at? There's like, all these Cerberus troops attacking. Why aren't they helping? It's like CSEC's kind of screwed right now. So, right. well, I mean, it even it even starts where you see the two CSEC soldiers as, as Shepard's flying by in the shuttle. And then you see the, you know, the, the one uh, heavy mech from Cerberus just like throw a car at them. And it, yeah. it looks like it kills the one guy. Like, oh. he, 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 I don't think the car actually hits him, but he's like, because they, they're running away, they're out of cover. And then like the one guy gets shot and then it's just the, the Turian left to try to defend it. Um, small, small, small tangent. Did you guys realize you can shoot that pilot out of that mech and steal that mech? Yes. No. What I didn't know. You, if you, uh. If you break that glass and sh- instead of like trying to keep shooting that mech, if you shoot the pilot in the head, you could take the mech and then use that mech to shoot everybody. Yes. Oh, all of the mechs are like that. All of the Atlas yes. mechs or whatever in this. Didn't know like that's that. near the end of the game. <laughs> no, I, I, there's another mission where I did. I was able to do that. I, I was able to get in the mech. And I um, yeah. I I thought it was a mission. It was exclusive. Didn't realize I could do this the entire time. No, yeah. I think uh, Infiltrator is good at that because you, if you, you like do a boosted sniper shot, you can just like blast through the window in like one or two shots and, and pop the guy yeah. and leave the mech intact. I could have saved so much ammo. Yeah. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, it's fun. It's a good time. Like, because if you get in those mechs, I mean, you're not technically unkillable, but you're pretty unkillable. Yeah. Especially on the least difficulties, it's not too bad. Um, What's but, the... Uh, there's, there's a mission with Jack where you can grab one of those that's really fun. Yeah. yeah. I think that's on Grissom Academy. Yeah, Grissom Academy. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. But yeah, so so anyway, let's get back to Udina. So now the interesting thing about the standoff with Udina is that you also get a standoff with the Vermeer survivor. Yes. Yeah. And this felt very much like let's like replay the Vermeer standoff with Rex. Um like and and actually I, I played through like all the different alternatives here just like I did on on uh, on Vermeer with Rex and it actually they all kind of play out very similarly like basically you know in my case it was Caden and oh oh the 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 struggle that I had because as I said I played through all the scenarios and so yeah you can there's a scenario where you can kill him yep <laughs> you can just outright shoot him in the gut and then he just falls over and then, you know, the, then you deal with Udina. And then after you deal with Udina, then, you know, Shepard's like, you know, why did you, why did you, why did it have to come to this? Like, then you get like some last final parting words from Caden. And uh, it, what, I'll admit it wasn't as satisfying as I thought it would be. But also, I, also I was like, I, I feel like I need more from you, Caden. Like, I need to see where, where you're going to go, like what your arc is. I can't just let you end here. So ultimately I had to decide to be like, no, I'm going to take the, the playthrough where I let Caden live. But it, did, it it was nice that the option was there. And the best part yeah. is you don't even have to be the one to shoot him. Is that... Uh, well, yeah. you, you don't have to be. But I personally had... Like, I, I mostly Paragon through this playthrough. 
But I took at least like, well, one renegade point to shoot a dude in the face. Because <laughs> fuck that guy. I am gonna take that shot. Caden, you can you stay pure, man. I am gonna kill him for you. Oh no no I, no I, I I'm yes Udina it either you or Caden kill Udina, but. Even killing Caden, if you don't take the shot on Caden, in my case, Garrus took the shot for me. So now, luckily, I my, luckily Caden can. T- I talked him down, so that that part's good. He let me just shoot Adina. Yeah, yeah, and I, this is as good a place to, as any to talk about this. So I think Ashley was my survivor. Yeah, Ashley was my survivor this time. But whoever your survivor is, like, I feel like if you talk them down, then they come and join the Normandy crew. But they like, I, I feel like they kind of didn't want to do much with them because like there's very little dialogue. There's kind of, I mean, they just sort of like exist. Um, Sometimes like mine did had a couple more things afterwards and mine had like talked a, with me and like a couple things, but it didn't feel like like the weight of, Hey, you know, we were together at the beginning and we went through all that stuff on Vermeer and, and, you know, we've had our ups and downs sort of building trust. And then they just are kind of like, they show up and they're on the ship and they're like, yeah, well, that's, yeah, I'm here, I guess. Actually, What's up? I will say like some later, later missions. I do feel like I'm, we're being kind of addicted to Caden. Like my shepherd is literally an asshole to him for no reason. I'm like, dude, calm down. He hasn't done anything. You're being like, there's some like later parts. You get to, you get to your teammates on have some good fun parts during Caden's part. You're really rude to Caden the entire time. Like unnecessarily rude. Like there's no like no good like I'm choosing like the good option the paragon like it's still be like unnecessarily aggressive like are you okay Shepard do you really hate Caden did you just just shot him earlier well it's funny that Shepard says to Caden like uh, something along the lines of like I'll regret like don't make me do something here that I'm gonna regret for a long time but I will take you out like you know I'll take you out you know I've you've seen me in these situations where I've had to decide in like a split second do I shoot or do I not and you know what I'm capable of I'll regret it and I'll live with that regret but I'll do it and like yeah now I'm well, wondering if like Shepard's like oh actually I should I should have killed him and I, now I regret that and now well, now uh, I have to carry that weight I chose poorly right. and I have to carry that weight going forward. One of my cadence was asked like would you have shot me if I had yes. sat down about I like. I told him like, nah, I knew you were you were gonna step down. Don't worry, buddy. I would never have shot you. Yeah, and then like you're like laughing in the corner of the elevator. Yeah, yeah, no, that, yeah that's that's uh, when you're when you're taking the elevator back to the Normandy at the end. And yeah, like Caden asked that, and I'm like, yeah, I did, I did the same thing. I was like, I can't tell you. I can't tell. It's like yeah. I felt like one of those things like where I've had like visions of all the ways it plays oh. out and like all the ways that Shepard could react. And it's like, nah, Spe- yeah. speaking of elevators, and was anybody else curious why there were so many elevators that you could shoot in that elevator pass up? I felt like some elevators I shot down came back. I'm like, did you guys repair that elevator? Where did that elevator come from? I already shot the power to that elevator. That should be down forever until the, you come home to fix it the only thing i can think is it's like some kind of like express elevator scenario where like you have one elevator that takes you from like one to 50 and then another one that goes from like 50 to 100 and that's why like as you go up on you encounter, the same chain honestly yeah, well, yeah, because only one only goes up <laughs> okay i guess i'll say they they, they broke it and <laughs> passed by past the broken elevator that should still till be on top of it you are so mad that about it lift it up <laughs> Yes, I was a little pissed off by that. I'm like, I should not see that side. It's back again. You, My God. You were pissed off. I did that sequence wow. like eight times to see all the ways it plays out. So like, I knew exactly like, up, oh, shoot this way. There's an elevator up. Turn over here. Start shooting at the power cells there. Okay, wait a moment. Bailey's going to say something funny over the comms. Turn around. Shoot this guy. Like, I mean, it was, I was getting through there in like 30 seconds. I was like, come on, let's go. Let's go. Got to get to see Kate and get I know, hit in the just, gut. 
just a video game sometimes. I'm just like, that's not how that works. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> I didn't even think about this. I never noticed this, but okay, yeah. Yeah, no, it, yeah, because there's the one part where, uh, what is it? You take out, you take out Kyling's elevator first. <laughs> then you have a, another elevator with service agents show up. And then Kyling gets in another elevator and you have to take out the power for that. And then that that then you're done. And then finally, the last elevator is uh, I think you jump over on, on top of the the other elevator where the Vermeer survivor shoots at you. Yeah, like, yes. Shepard's standing on top of the the, the car, yeah. and the bullets are coming out. I'm like, come on, like that's not well. That'd be a that's terrible fair. way for Shepard to go out. That's fair though. At least it's like you don't know who's there. Could be more Cerberus. I get I, I get why he shot at you. I get it. I get it. But you got to assume it's going to be Shepard. Shepard's got to you. Know, you got to know Shepard's coming at some point. Right, we do. But any parts you want to talk about this, or do we want to talk about the weeb in the room? Wait, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else to say? let's let's just finish up with Udina real quickly, unless he's the weeb in the room. <laughs> he could be a weeb, but there's a different <laughs> weeb I'm talking about. But yeah, but re- 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 real quickly though. So then, uh, so then with Udina, um, yeah, as you said, like you can kind of, like assuming you let Caden or Ashley live, like then you get the chance. Like, are you going to shoot him, or if you don't take the shot in time, then the Vermeer survivor will kill udina um he does they, i do like that they 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 make it unequivocally clear because like even then like you get there and like just udina's like yeah you know shepherds with cerberus and he's lying but whatever but then no they give him the last little like i'm gonna push over the asari counselor and pull a gun on her just to establish that like no like udina's full full evil and you know yeah no he's yeah. the bad guy I mean, he was always the bad guy, but he's really the bad guy. Power grab, motherfucker. Yes. So do you want to talk about the weeb in the room then? Yes, Kira? we'll talk about the weeb. Kai Lang. I can't oh stand this guy. Really. You get there, I'm just like, I've dealt with your type before at so many anime conventions. Can you really, really? Uh, just, I don't know. Just His entire character style's game bugs the crap out of me. Like, I know he's an assassin and everything else, but he just got this, like, Wave and just like doing those little things with swords, You're like I'm gonna stab you. Like, I think, yeah, I think if if you don't know somebody who's like Kai Lang, you know somebody who like had a role, role playing character that was like Kai Lang, and like, yeah, they, you kind of roll your eyes at them. It's like, yeah, just super, just like I am super badass because I have a sword and I'm all I'm all in black and have shades and everything else. And look at my nice little hair bow, little bow tie on here. I'm like. You are mad today. I'm loving, I'm loving this energy. I don't know why I, uh, I just hate Kylie. I forgot how much I hated him until I got to this game. I'm like, oh, you. I do hate him. I, I'm fully on board. Like, he, and I don't hate him in the way of, like, oh, you're a good villain. Like, you're fun to dislike. I hate him in, like, the, uh, you're, like, Squall from Final Fantasy VIII. Like, you suck. You're not a good character. It reminds like, me of you're a. You're not engaging. You're just. Ugh. He reminds me of the one Final Fantasy villain we, like we just got done with. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, you know yeah, who the guy yeah, yeah. that that's, that's um, like fight with in fifteen. I can't remember his name right now. Why well, can't remember his name? Yeah. Anyway, wait, the one from fifteen? It was fifteen, and also the one from seven. There's lots of Final Fantasy villains that annoy the shit out of me that are not good. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he just like he's so. I don't know. He just feels not superfluous exactly. I mean, I think it's good that you have a foil. It's a little weird that he shows up here like midway through the game. I find that sort of like a yeah. weird story. I guess it's like he's decision on their part. It's not built up at all. Like I have problems. Like he's not built up. He's kind of just shoved in there. 
he is yeah. like, I am better than you. I am greater than everything. I'm like, who are you? Mm-hmm. Okay, you're an assassin. I think they they explain it a little bit. I think like if you go read his codex entry, but like, and this is this is where I think they fell down again in the storytelling. Is like you at this point, like I I get if this was like an older game or whatever, fine, sure, yeah, like put hide the story in the codex, it's fine. But when you have like such a narrative heavy game like this don't do that to people um because you could like go and read about him and then you find out like oh he was uh like he's a ex-military he washed out because he was a psychopath basically and you know blah 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 and the elusive man hired him he also but he also does a lot of like deus ex machina stuff where it's just sort of like you'll be fighting him and like just absolutely you know kicking his ass and then all of a sudden he just pulls out some bs uh, and like magics himself away, and it's just like, come on, dude. Yeah, like I, like, I could, I guess, I guess his health down to one so many times, and all of a sudden, full health, full shield, full. I'm like, yep. oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you're just gonna just, uh, just whatever. I can't beat you because of narrative reasons. Yeah, exactly. And like, even throughout this entire game, we we deal with him. I don't find him be just a, a annoying part. He doesn't do really anything cool and evil. And he's just more like, oh, I got you. How did you get defeated? It's because you suck. He doesn't do anything really villainous to me. Right. He kills Thane. He does kill Thane. Yes. I, I mean... Well, he yeah. does kill Thane, but he got defeated by a terminally ill Drell. He got... Well, yeah, yeah he, he got stalemated by a terminal, terminally ill Drell, at least. Which, but, then, well, but then again, like, Shepard was there, too. I mean, that's the thing, is, like, Shepard, Shepard shows up, you get, like, a Mexican standoff kind of situation, and then... It takes, I guess, Thane's what the fourth guy because you got Shepard, your two, your two crewmates, and then Thane's the fourth guy, and then he actually has to do the hand to hand combat while Shepard gets uh, the, the counselor out of there. So yeah, like I just, I just get to get tired, tired of him because he's always acts like he's so big, bag, and so amazing, and doesn't do anything. Well, Besides, like he, he got Thane, but Thane jumped to throw the the blade. So yeah, well, I, I think. I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't really encountered Kylang much after this, so you know, I think a lot of, I guess, a lot of his uh, character flaws haven't become obvious to me yet. Other than the fact that he's just mysterious, and I guess he has some kind of history with Anderson. Yeah, that, uh, I think like An- Anderson is aware of who who he is, but yeah, but I from mean, where? I, I don't know. It, it seems like it seems like he's. I guess, like, on the one hand, like, the universe takes away one villain in Udina, and he gives us another one in the form of Kai Lang. Yeah. But, yeah. But also that, yeah, I guess, I mean, I'm hoping there's more from him in the, in the to come to kind of set him up as, like, well, well is he, like, really, a, like, a good foil for Shepard? It sounds like they're not going to give me that. That he's just going to be, like, a, a, you know, he's your necessary, like, uh, you know, powered-up ninja enemy that you get to fight at some point right yeah like we're, like we're like we're seemed like a kind of a threat kai lang just seems kind of like a nuisance but even saren was introduced i mean you, and you could say well well kai lang was introduced early on in the game too because i guess you see him standing there talking to the elusive man at one point but he doesn't do anything after that mm-hmm. like saren was at least doing stuff like or you know right. or, or at least it was alluded to that he was doing stuff even if you weren't yeah. actually watching him do stuff whereas here it's like this guy literally like and we've been seeing Cerberus do a ton of stuff throughout this game like you know literally now he finally decides to show up and and i mean he is he is sufficiently annoying in that you know like when Shepard's in the in the the one police shuttle and like he jumps on it and then he like takes out the engine is like Shepard's like hanging out and 
and then they crash. And then Bailey has and the one the, nice line, like, I, I see your shuttle's not moving. <laughs> yeah, that was actually kind of interesting there, because I'm like, you drove off, but then you drove back and then ready to jump on this ship that you knew that Shepard was about to have a ship that you could jump on to stab through just for a cool moment, I guess. I'm not sure. It's like, hold on, hold on. There he is. Stab. Well, I assume that if Bailey was able to track Shepard, that Cerberus still had enough insight into what was going on in the Citadel that they could see, like, oh, no, Shepard got in the car. Shepard's behind you. And at that point, he's far enough ahead. He's like, okay, you know. I mean, because yeah. I guess oh. the, even if, I mean, Shepard ultimately stops him, and it seems like Udina was perfectly ready, like, okay, like, if the time comes, I'll take out the council <laughs> myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, he well, wasn't. That's, a, that's why I was kind of surprised, like, we actually, because when you shoot Udina, there's all the counselors right there. Where was Kai Lang there just to stab everybody or just kidnap them or well, that's like why he, he he was supposed to like kidnap them for for taking him to the elusive man. He could have came up while while Shepard's distracted, stabbed him in the back or something, but does it try? Well the I guess the one thing that I wonder about too is that okay, to go back to that elevator sequence that you <laughs> is that Shepard jumps onto the elevator with the council. Caden immediately like shoots and it seems like they stop the elevator randomly. Like, Oh, like Shepard jumped on here and now we need to stop the elevator. But no, I guess that's actually the floor they wanted to get off. Anyway, that was where that sh their shuttle escape was going to be. Yeah. A and then they run up, but then their shuttles taken out. So like, what was the, I guess that at that point, Kylang and what the plan was that Kylang and Cerberus would show up. They'd find, you know, they, they'd get out, they'd find out that the shuttle's gone they go to turn around and get back in the elevator, and that's when Kai Lang and everybody's there and like, okay, either we're going to kill you all now, and, you know, maybe he'll use his sword to save on ammo. I don't know. Or they're like, okay, like, now we've got you all at knife point, and Udina is actually going to flip over at this point probably in reveal. So really they just get the Turian and the Asari counselor, um, you know, because I guess he was he would have killed the the Solarian counselor in the yeah. uh, in the commissary. Yeah. I Yeah, it, it, it all feels... <sighs> There's just, there's a lot of holes in this. The more we talk about it, the more I'm just like, well, that doesn't make sense either. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the logic of like what they're like. I don't get their ultimate plan. Like, I, I, I thought it was get, kidnap the council, or at least eliminating the council and taking the Citadel, but I don't know. They kind of give up on it pretty easily. Well, I, th I think they, the thing is, they realize, especially once Udina's dead, then, you know, because there is a little, there's a, a brief moment once after Shepard kills Udina. Um, you know, like you, you talk to, K you know, you talk to Caden or you talk to the one counselor or whatever. And then you see Bailey cutting through the door. Mm -hmm. and Bailey says like, oh no, like as soon as we showed up, like they, they fled. And I think they realize like, so I think like Bailey was hot enough on their heels that they realized like, oh no, like Udina's dead. Like this, this, right. there's no point to this mission now. We, you know, we can't completely kill the council. Like at least. At least if you take out the other three counselors, either you kidnap them or kill them, Udina's left in charge. Presumably, everybody thinks that Udina, like, you know, even then, they might, you know, who's to put it past the elusive man, like, have Udina pop two Cerberus guards and be like, oh, no, like, Udina, like, you know, held the last stand and held the line, right. you know, like, he's the only survivor, and sure, like, nobody has to know that Kai Lang was there and not there or whatever, and presumably in that scenario, Caden also gets offed, or, or yeah. Ashley, or, you know. Um, I think, um, I mean, I think this is the thing with like a coup, uh, is you really need that element of surprise. And once that's gone, like, I don't, you know, like they lost it. Right. Like if, and I think, Nick, I think you're right. I think this is almost exactly what the, I don't know about, you know, Kylie killing the guards, but it was definitely meant to sort of look like 
he wasn't involved, obviously, right? And then he could step in and, and run the council and be the Cerberus puppet. Uh, right. But, like, once he gets caught out, there's what else is Cerberus going to do at that point? Yeah. So, so yeah. And, and that's when you get Kyling in the, on the radio to uh, the elusive man, um, you know, and he's like, you know, He's like Shepard beat me, but he won't beat me next time. And the listen man is like, we'll see. Like, yeah. you know, he, he even he kind of knows. Like, you know, this Shepard guy, he's, he's he might be the toughest guy in the whole universe. Like, kind of a handful, not, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also like they spent tons of money to bring Shepard back, so I'm pretty sure they did spend a lot to bring you back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be funny if there's like an alternate version of Mass Effect Two where like. The elusive man, like, because you know he, he's not one to put all his chips in one basket. That so he's also got like Kai Lang running around, like you you take out the Reapers, and like he makes it a race between like Shepard and and Kai Lang or whatever. And then like Shepard would have no clue about this, and you know Kai Lang probably would have no clue about this. That yeah, oh no, like oh look, Shepard, look Shepard's the one that took out the Reapers. Like I mean, he's probably sending Kai Lang to the same booby trapped derelict reapers or whatever and <laughs> like how did he handle and you know i guess if he's here he yeah, survived one of the one of the things in the i don't know what this up make sure i'm right but i'm pretty sure that the game says like kai lang has been working for cerberus for like many years like a yeah, decade for, de- for right. at least a decade yeah. or more like it's, it's it's been a while like like he's been there since you were working for them in two but you never hear about kyle about kai lang or yeah. any of them probably because it looks like he's pretty much a loose cannon and he's not very good at working with people see now that's interesting because if you figure okay so i guess the elusive man is sitting there and he's like okay we have these reapers they're coming from the omega relay anything that goes into the omega relay dies so this is a suicide mission so who do we want to put on this team and you would think he's got kai lang sitting there like do you want kai lang to lead this team and he's like, no, actually, like, you're too valuable. I don't want you going on a suicide mission. But then he's got Miranda, and he's like, you know what, Miranda, you, you can go on the suicide mission. And if you die, you're actually expendable to some degree. And then he's like, well, let's get, like, this shepherd person who was alive at some point, they would do really well on this. So let's go and, and spend a ton of money to get them up and running. And if he dies, he was already dead anyway, so it's no big loss. But, you know, Kai Ling is too valuable a resource to, to throw at this problem. Yeah. He's got a ninja sword. I want it to be cool. I really do. And it's not. Apparently, Kai Lang features in some comics, uh, some comic series, Mass Effect Foundation, with an extremely punchable face, uh, looking at the <laughs> wiki here. I mean, wow, is that punchable? Well, he, he's got, he's, he's already punchable right now in the, in the current game. Oh, and uh, he's more JPEG punchable in the comics? Chat. Awesome. I mean, God, that's he just, ugh. Good goodness. But anyway, like, so I think he gets a lot of backstory if you go, or like, go read the novel or whatever. But I, I hate that. I hate when games do that. But it sounds like if he's not that great a character anyway, it's kind of like they did you a favor then. They're like, here, we're going to put all this backstory somewhere. Like, if you're really into, like, cyber ninjas, go read Mass Effect Foundation. But if, like, they irritate you with their sword, then, you know. Wow, wow. He 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 is very punchable, this fist, this area. Like, he's got his loose yeah. body ravers. To I mean, good, good lord. I uh yeah, I'll drop this in the uh, the show Discord as well so everybody can see. Um but yeah, it like I, I, he should be cool. Like he could have been really cool. Like having a cool, you know, vibro vibroblade sweet sword. It works in Star Wars. Like mm. it's dope. It's a cool weapon and like it's just his whole his whole shtick is just so 
it just doesn't land for me. I don't know. I just found him annoying at every turn and not. Yeah, I think it's the smugness. I think yeah. it's a lot of it's the smugness. Yeah, but he's like like a good villain is like unlikable because you, you know, you, you hate the villain. He's like unlikable because he's annoying, and you know what I mean. Yeah, which, which is not a fun villain. Like you're yeah. just annoying villain. You're not doing anything villainous, really. You're. I mean, he does like villain annoying. stuff, but it just in like the most ass way that's just not engaging. Just, but like even then, like he's. I mean, as much as he's a villain, he's still the elusive man's flunky. Yeah. And so, like, there's kind of like a cap. Like, yeah. how much, like, you know, when you're taking your orders from somebody else, like, how how much of a villain can you really be? I mean, it, it doesn't seem like he has a lot of leeway as far as what he's, I mean, he, he killed Thane, he killed, he, he stops a shuttle, and then that's really it. Like, he doesn't do too much in this encounter. I mean, uh, you know, and, and I guess to say, like, killing Thane's pretty major. And we should probably talk about that a little bit more. Um, we should actually talk but, about Thane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, um, I mean, he, I mean, Thane's your guy on the inside when you get there. And he's even then, he's like, I'm having trouble running, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm holding up. And he even says, like, he, you know, he, he was with the Vermeer survivor, but then they, they got separated at some point. Um. And yeah, you know, he's, so he's given Shepard a bit of intel as far as what's going on. You know, he's the guy that tells him like, this is what's happening on the Citadel. Actually. Yeah. Cause you, you know, even when Joker radios in and he's, he's not getting much of a response. So, I mean, it's, it's, it, you know, it works out well. I mean, it, 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 I guess it works out well because like Thane is in the Citadel at the hospital, you know, for his condition. And then it's like, oh no, that actually make, makes him pivotal to, you know, what happens here as far as Shepard getting his footing on, on, uh, on the Citadel. Um, and then yeah, he gets yeah, and he gets stabbed the, in the gut. Keep him, yeah, yeah. He does get stabbed, but he does save the Solarian Counselor by yes. doing that. It's like we probably would not have, uh, we probably wouldn't have saved him if they hadn't sacrificed himself. It's like thank you, Thane. Like he did hold his help for a bit, especially for being in his condition. Mm -hmm. He is not doing well, and he still fought really well. I think that's kind of the implication too, though. Is like the the, the stab wasn't necessarily fatal. But it seems like he was just weak enough that I, yeah. I'm not sure whether he was weak enough that the stab actually became fatal or like the stab weakened him enough that his condition finally took him. Because, I mean, he I, it feels he like seemed like he, he wasn't going to be around much longer anyway. It feels like with all of that, like he kind of gets pushed over the edge uh, of, of like his condition, like he pushes his body kind of past the point and then he, you know, also gets wounded and it's like he just can't make yeah. it across. Like, I think it's like. Yeah, it's like the combination of the condition, because like when he gets stabbed, it's like if he was in a regular healthy body, he probably could have survived that. But the problem was with his corporal syndrome, his blood was not his body was not producing enough blood to keep him alive. And Coley, even Coley being there, could only donate so much just to keep him going a little bit longer. But there wasn't enough blood for him to replace it, and his body just yeah. wasn't replacing it fast yeah. enough anymore. So he's just a slow death this, now. I, I, I love this. This is one of my favorite scenes in the game in the hospital with Kolyat and you know, Thane is, is sitting there praying. Uh and you, you turn to Kolyat and you say, like, well I thought, you know, he had gotten past all that. I thought I thought he'd found peace. And Kolyat's like, No, he's praying for you. And it's just like, woo. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's really good. Like it made yeah. me tear up a little bit this this part of it. And uh a real sad part is if you do not, if you do, uh, if you don't go straight to Thane and go talk to him after the after the coup, he just dies. He just shows up on the wall of the Normandy as one of the people who in memorial. 
don't get this dialogue. You don't get any of this. You why this- is this scene missable? That's crazy. Like why would you? Because it, well, it makes sense in the sense that like he literally doesn't have a lot of time. No, like, I, I mean you know, I get it, but like why? I, I this is this is something like I think I just I like this so much that I feel like the game should be like I am putting you in the hospital. You need to see this. Like right. come have this experience. Well, they do. They do. Though Bailey does mention that yeah. he is he is does not have a lot of time. They say it's critical. You should probably go visit them. They just don't stop you. It's not like a mandatory scene. They literally, if you don't go there, he yeah. just passes it, it, because right out of time. Weird. I don't know. I, I I don't know. No, it's it's it is interesting though how like the body count is racking up a bit here, and not just whether you have the Vermeyer survivor survive or not. Although that's kind of ironic in its own way that you could theoretically come out of this with nobody having survived Vermeyer. You could kill. Yeah. You, you could have Rex die on Vermeer, and yeah. then if Caden or Ashley die on Vermeer, and then you could have Caden or Ashley die here. Yeah. And so, like everybody out of Vermeer is dead now. Um. Yeah. You could technically also get Garrus killed, and he'd not be here as well. So that's true. Yeah. You have Gar- Garrus and Tally could also be dead, right? Because they, they yeah. could have died in the suicide mission. Yep. Um. So yeah. So that's Liara. Liara is the only person coming out of Mass Effect One who uh, really has any any chance that. Uh, you know, being around. Yeah, they have plot armor. <laughs> there's um, there's a very funny video I saw on YouTube. Uh, that's like the saddest Citadel DLC, uh, where they just show like here's the bare minimum <laughs> of people that you you can have alive. And so <laughs> when we get to the DLC, we'll talk about it. But it's very funny because it turns out like yeah, you can have a lot of dead people. What's the? I'm trying to think now. Like, can you? Can I don't remember if we talked about this at the end of Mass Effect 2, but on that suicide mission, is there a way that you could have only Shepard survive? Or, like, is it just by the nature of it, like, does have to have, like, one or two other people come out with them? I mean, it, 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 and you, the, the playthroughs can vary wildly as far as who survives. Well, I think you can have only random. Shepard survive. Like, I think that is an ending to the suicide uh, so, mission. Oh, so is yeah, like, so you, yeah. And if Shepard dies, then the game's right. over and you well, have yes. to start. So, you, so you have Shepard, Liara, and that's, like... <laughs> so, okay. For squad oh, mates. Okay. You have yeah. to have you have to have at least two people survive in order for Shepard not to okay. die. Okay. Okay. So you'd have Shepard, Liara, and then maybe two other people from Mass Effect Two, and then I guess we'll have to see how things pan out here. But presume, you know, presumably James. I, guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, James is you keep. Yeah, James is a keeper. Uh, Edie, Edie is a keeper, he, obviously, because if Edie goes yeah. away, you lose your ride. Lose the Normandy. Yeah. Yeah. If you, uh, I guess, who else? The I guess Joker. Javik is optional, so you don't wouldn't have necessarily have Javik. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a small list. Uh, I'll it look it up when we talk about the Citadel because it's, it's very or the Citadel DLC because it's very funny. And yeah, then Doctor Chakwas because Doctor Chakwas is always everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, that is it, it is sad though that like even you know for as well as you did through Mass Effect Two, you're keeping everybody alive, making sure you. Did the playthrough right? You know, at this point now we've lost Morden, we've lost Thane. Um, yeah. You know, it, 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 it's say what you all know. They're not, they're not everybody's favorite characters, but you know, I I enjoyed the two of them. I thought they were cool. I'll miss them. Yeah. Yep, and we put Coilat on a life of not crime, so he's here. Yeah. Yes. I wonder if you put Coilat in jail. Or whatever, or uh, or if you screw that up, where like Kolyat's not talking yeah. to Thane, like does Thane die even quicker then because he has no blood transfusions? 
Hmm. It's a really good question. I think well, Thane wouldn't have been loyal if you. No, I think. Yeah, I think Thane would die because it was not loyal. Yeah. Oh. So he, I think anybody not loyal dies in the suicide mission. So wait, so how does the Dalatras, or not the Dalatras, the, uh, how does the, uh, the counselor survive if Thane's dead? Oh, that is, uh, one of the, who is it? If Thane's dead, there's one one of the other people there jump in the way of it and stops him. I think he, I think the Solarian, uh, counselor can also die in this mission. Well, I'm not sure. The Solarian Counselor jumps in the way to save the Solarian Counselor and dies. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> um, and now I gotta look uh, this up. But yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty right. sure that the, the, there's, and this is again the ridiculousness of this game. There's just so many, so many options like for things to happen. Yeah, Captain Kyrie, like Kyrie jumps in front of it if he's That's uh, right. if he's there. Kyrie does there it. He shows up. Yeah. Yes. And so does he die then? If yes. Wow. He so he takes the blade for Thane because Thane. Wow. That's a weird place to put Kirahi, but that that's interesting. Wow. There you go. Okay. And also sh- shout out to Bailey for surviving his gunshot wounds. Yep. Is that? I was. I think I saw that. I was like, is that Bailey? And it looked like you got. Sh- and then like, yeah. Then you get there. Oh. And like Bailey's like, oh no, I'm if, okay. Or not, he's not also, okay, but he's he's holding if, on. If uh, if you didn't save Kirahi, if he's dead and Thane are both dead. The counselor dies. There it is. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. Okay. So if you fuck up twice, you know, tough luck, <laughs> counselor. You got no meat shields. We couldn't give you a backup at all. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you have to. I really, at some point, I need to do. It would be so hard to do a playthrough where you just, like, make all the worst decisions. But, I mean, I'm, like, sort of curious about it. The ineffective shepherd playthrough? Yes. <laughs> That's the thing is that's kind of how I was trying to go at the beginning, and then like eventually I couldn't do it anymore. It's hard. <laughs> just, you, all the good I just stuff, drifted yeah. Paragon because it's like yeah, you've got to be Zap Brad again every time. Although <laughs> it is nice, it is nice like drifting Paragon where I'm not committed because even then, like in the in the confrontation with Caden uh, and Udina, when Caden's uh, like Shepard, what are you doing? And there's the option like this guy has it coming, Caden. Like get out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> like you can just like I'm not like no, I gotta I gotta be you know like. Come on, Caden. Let's let's be buddies. Like, no, I can just be like, get out of the way, Caden. This, this, you know, you know, you know, I'm right here. Come on, like, just but. Uh, our favorite, Caden. Yeah. Yes. You know, I'm 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 actually glad that I kept him alive and that like I'll get to see sort of like where his arc goes because yeah, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things like you you know like again like I've I've w- wanted to kill. Caden since you know Karth and Knights of the Old Republic basically and like you know it, it's it's one of those things like uh you know like what what the what happens to the hunter when there's nothing left to hunt like watching Caden die I realize like like I, I don't have anything to be angry at anymore yeah. <laughs> like, uh, oh. I need you alive to keep me going it's almost like the Joker and the Batman kind of That's thing fair. like you oh. <laughs> I've actually enjoyed playing with Caden it's actually been nice having her along because it's a little bit different experience than having just Ashley there especially when you're playing as a male shepherd and uh, Caden well, starts hitting on you and you go hold on a minute yeah. oh <laughs> oh yeah I forgot they yeah. did that Caden can, you can yeah. romance Caden as a male yeah, shepherd I- this time it's interesting that they didn't do the I was same disappointed. For I looked that up and I'm like, oh, that's very sad. I think well, that's just... the one thing I'm curious about, although I don't expect there'll be much difference um, based on how they seem to be handling the dialogue. But, like, as someone who did romance Ashley, 
in the first game, when I get to that playthrough, is there any acknowledgement of like, hey, like, you know, now we're standing here with our guns pointed at each other, but, you know, we were we were lovers once. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It comes up. Oh, it does come up? Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Like, what happened to us? Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. So. But oh, one one thing I do want to mention is that we did talk about bringing Caden a uh, okay. the bottle of wine when he's in the hospital. It's actually whiskey. Was it whiskey? I don't remember. Oh, I forgot so what it was. I thought it was a little wine. little different. Maybe. I thought it was wine too, and then I actually like was looking at. It, I was like, oh no, it's whiskey. Maybe I brought wine. Maybe you brought some kind of special whiskey. Well, so. <laughs> there we go. Well, that's why he was romancing you because he wasn't romancing. You. <laughs> <laughs> I said the wrong. <laughs> no, that's the one. Aw- I have to say that's been the one awkward thing too is like I've been shutting down like every romance Same. anytime anybody starts to get it all like vaguely flirtatious I'm just shutting them all down and it's it's a little it's a little weird because I feel like you know it's a little lonely I'm like I should be going for somebody and like I know personally I'm like waiting to see what happens yeah. when I you know when I encounter Samara uh, again but um oh yeah yeah it's like all the other all the other relationships although well. There's one that I did have to like, I was like, I'm curious what happens here. After, so like I saved and then like I went and chose a different option and oh, then I, I got shut this. down. But we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so any, any final thoughts here on the uh, Cerberus coup on the Citadel? No. The only thing I can say is, man, once this is done, people are really okay sitting around uh, Gingerland parks where there's explosions of breed next door. Mm. Not this area be cornered off, but whatever. Guess got to keep shopping, even with a uh, fire. Yeah. Well, especially on the Presidium. I mean, that's all. I mean, that's kind of like a yeah. mall. Well, at least that part of it seems to be. Yeah. Where where you where you were kind of going through? Yeah, because there's there's various vendors that yeah you're you know they do do a nice job. Like when you go back to the Citadel after this, that like yeah, it looks like you know there was some fighting here. But they they, they can't fix it or something. So we'll. We'll we'll get into that next time. Right. There's or at some point we'll get into that. But uh, yeah, th- yeah. Now, yeah. After after this part, the next time you go to the Citadel, there there is probably another one of my favorite encounters. Uh, I wonder which one I have. That we'll get to. Let's be fun time. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, there's actually there are a few that are good. But yeah, yeah. I, I oh I did this in like Tuchanka in like two nights, and I just remember like spamming the group chat. Just like, yeah, oh I remember that. Oh yeah, you had a good oh time. <laughs> I I mean I know you still haven't done Ranrock. Yeah. I'm about to. Okay. All right. I'm about to. So, yeah. see how that goes for you. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 be getting to that all in the in the near future, but uh I think that's going to go ahead and wrap that up here. So, thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing and thank you for downloading and listening. We are at Squad Goals N7 on Twitter, also at the Mash Network. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com/mashthosebuttons. Also YouTube at youtube.com/mashthosebuttons. Chip, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at WD. It's where double Y-E-W-D-E-E. Uh, uh, sometimes on Twitch uh, with the same handle. Also here on the MASH Network on Wondrous Tales, where every two weeks we talk about Final Fantasy fourteen, which is why I bring it up all the time on this show, too. Uh, Kura, where can folks find you? You can find me on Twitter at Kurabaris, K-U-R-A-B-A-R-A-S, or on twitch.tv slash Kurabara. That will eventually be making the return. Or you can find me occasionally talking about Apex Legends on Dropping Spicy. And you can follow us on Twitter at Dropping Spicy. What about you, Nick? Any cool things? And I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on WoW Talk, talking about Warcraft news and guild management. And also over on the Torn and the Goblin, talking about Warcraft story and lore. 
Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at mash.gg slash Discord and email us your thoughts or questions. Let us know your thoughts about Thane and Kai Lang and Udina uh, and, and Kirahi if, if he showed up for you at uh, squadgoals at mash.gg. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can. And visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts, including on Patreon, where you can support this show by joining Squadgoals members. Uh, the Squad Goals membership at $1.25 per episode or $5 a month, or you can provide general support for $2 per month. And you can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link where you can get codes for Steam, Epic Game Store, You Play and More, or check out our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtv.gg support. And stay tuned to hear about other shows on the Mash Those Buttons Network. For Chip and Kura, I'm Nick, and I should go. See you, Commander. This is my favorite podcast on the network. Suck it, Kylang. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord.